The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Kevin just right back down. Oh, and there was a tap. Wow. I'm not sure what happened, Michael, but whatever it was, it ended quickly. I know I got some ways to go. I keep telling him I got some ways to go, and he has little slick things to say, so when I see him, I see him. Kevin Holland, ladies and gentlemen. He's got to get out. Junior Dos Santos has knocked out the Black Beast. I really appreciate all you guys. I'm having some good times over here. Junior Dos Santos. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made more out of it. All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I are here. We both have our backdrops. Feels very uh, UFC official. And um, welcome to the, we have a good show. We have uh, yeah. Scott Atkins, who's an actor, and uh, he's worked with a lot of MMA guys, um, and he has a film uh, coming out, and uh, I, I probably should know, uh, Max Cloud. He was in Zero Dark Thirty and uh, Born in Ultimatum. He's been around. He's done a lot of work. And um, we also oh, have JDS and Kevin Holland uh, on today. You know what I was watching earlier? The Rise of Kevin Holland. I think it was The Rise. Well, it's Holland. definitely not the fall. He's doing really not the fall. No. no, I'll tell you. Even his fight when his, I know Buckley. It was his first fight. He took it on short notice, but yeah. he's just not worried in there, man. No. He took his first fight versus Diago Santos in there. Did you see the whole story? I did not. Kevin? It's so funny because at first he won on the uh, the contender, but he was such a Dana didn't like him because he was talking during the whole thing. You know. <laughs> um, and I don't know, maybe it just rubbed Dana wrong. So he's like, nah, you know, and I'm not, I'm not interested in, 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 in big mouth over here, you know? Yeah. So then Thiago Santos, uh, his opponent fell off and Dana started calling all the guys. Um, I think from the contender or from wherever he was, he called a bunch of people that would not take the fight. So he goes, you know what? He goes, offer it to Big Mouth. <laughs> he goes, this is funny. This is that such is a great offer to Big Mouth. <laughs> he goes, offer it to Big Mouth. Let's see what he and he went there. He lost, but he he was he was he showed up. He was in the fight. Yeah. The fight, took it on short notice. They gave him another fight, and there you go. Then he's just off trailblazing. Yeah. So Dana liked that he took the fight and he and he liked that he uh he fought a good fight, even though he lost it. 
he, he was talking to Thiago Santos in there. Like, ah, he, Thiago Santos was doing like a ground and pounding guard. He's like, ah, man, why you got to hit so hard? He's fucking, you know, he's hysterical. And know what I like about it though? Because sometimes that could be, that can come out, come off wrong. Sure. It's very genuine with him. Yep, it's genuine. And it's not even a cocky thing. When he was fighting uh, Joaquin Buckley, he was like talking to shit and like saying like, ah, it's okay. I remember my first time in here. Yeah. Like he was fucking, it's hysterical. I, I, I he is now one of my favorite guys to watch. A hundred percent agree. And uh, we, have, we have Scott Atkins is ready. He's going to join uh, right now whenever he's ready. Come on in, Scott. And um, but I, I, you're right. It's genuine, and he's a good enough fighter to do it. And he's also uh, it's like he's relaxed enough to do it because it doesn't come off forced. It doesn't come off as angry. No, it's not. It just comes off like he's having a good time fighting. He might as well be in the in the in the uh, the gym sparring. Like, I mean, yeah. There we go. What up, Scott? Hey, Scott. How are you? Hi, guys. How's it going? How's it- what an awesome backdrop that is, right? Where, where are you? you got, like, the egg crates and, like, a perfect sound system. That's a I've great just took the room. eggs out, mate, just for you. Yes. Yeah, it looks say- nice. No, it I'm at my like- dad. Mom and dad, they've got a viewing facility. The internet's good. I don't have the kids to, to mess me about. So we're good oh. to go. Oh, that's a great little room. Yeah. Either that or it looks like a foam room, like a mental patient would have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my, yeah, that's it. I'm in my padded cell. <laughs> if like, in other words, like if you didn't have that nice shirt and you had a stray jacket on, it'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, it works. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, uh, Scott, are you into mixed martial arts? Or? Say that again, sorry. Are you into mixed martial arts? Do you watch the UFC? And I absolutely love it. Yes, that's my, that's my sport that I love to watch. You know, I, I do some training in it as well. Um, train at a place in Canuck, which is called the UTC, headed up by John Roberts. Uh, we had that um, uh, Vaughn Lee was a bantamweight um, about ten yes. years ago. Vaughn Lee, yes, I, I know mean, Leon Edwards very well. Um, oh, but well, we love Leon, and poor Leon can't catch a breath. I mean, he, right? now it's a COVID. Like we we we're dying to see Leon fight again. I know, and he just has run into terrible luck. We've all had a, a rough, rough year. year, but he's probably had the roughest year because he needs yeah. a bit of luck with this. He needs to get a shot, man. He deserves yeah. it. And he's such a phenomenal fighter, and I think because he's just he's just not a, a, a shit talker, and he's not that brash guy that he's just laid back and he handles business. It, it almost hurts him, I feel, which should not be the case. It, it shouldn't should be, be the case, but that is the case, isn't it? Yeah, it is. he, yeah. He's not he's not a shit talker. I said to him, I said to him, I was going to Sainsbury's, and there he was, and we had a quick chat. I said, "Mate, got to start ripping into people because that seems to be the game, right?" That's the game you got to play. As long yeah. as, but it, it could backfire if it comes across like not genuine. If it right. comes across a guy trying to be that guy. Yeah. Like, you know, Connor does what he does well. Like, you know, he's he's witty and it's very yeah. natural to Connor, but right, not everybody right. can do that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not who he is, I guess. Yeah, but then they look, yeah. look at a guy like Habib, who's just such a monster, and he's got he's well, he's got a good personality, Khabib. I like his personality. But again, he's not a shit talker and stuff. So it could be done the other way as well. Well, either way, he needs to he needs to get a good fight and a bit a bit more luck and uh bit more luck. Hopefully he gets the yeah. the, ti- the title shot. I think he deserves it. Yeah, we've uh, we I wanted to see him fight Masvidal. I, I mean, I, I thought the Masvidal fight would have been uh fair and and uh you know, and then testing positive now. It's just like ah fuck yeah. it. It's just one bad piece of luck. Uh, after another, and uh, we're all very excited about that fight as well. I'm sure, yeah. 
It comes out. I mean, that, you know, if you would have derailed that train, that would have been huge too. But hey, listen, let's talk about some positive stuff. Yes. <laughs> like uh, the new movie you're going to be in, because when I'm reading about it, uh, it, it seems like it's something I would love because I'm a, I am, and Jimmy will vouch for this. And he's starting to get into it too. I am a virtual reality freak. Is this about for virtual reality or is this about just computers in general? Could you tell us about the upcoming movie you're going to be in? It looks like an old school video game. It, it is old school. It's retro. It's a video game from the 90s. You know, Ooh. a side scrolling sort of fighting game. And it's about this girl who she's obsessed with video games. And somehow, like, think of Tom Hanks' is big. She gets transported into the game and she, she's one of the characters now. And she can talk to the guy on the outside who has to play her. You've got to complete the game. If you die in the game, you die in real life. But my character is Max Cloud and I am, the game is Max Cloud and I'm the hero of the game. And I think I'm, you know, the man and everything, but really I'm just a bit of a dick. And uh, it's a comedy, it's a sci-fi action comedy. Yeah, it looks very tongue in cheek and, and the lines, I saw the trailer for it. The lines look really uh, like it's, it's funny, but you know, there's good fighting in it and it looks like it's really interesting. Jumanji-ish? Well, I read the scripts before the new Jumanji came out, but yes, it is. It is Jumanji-ish. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's very similar to that. But for me, it's something very different. I, you know, make a lot of action films, martial arts movies, and this has a lot of action in it. So we check that box, but also it's, you know, it's got a lot of different things going on. Something new for me. I want to get into your training, but when is this coming out and where could people watch it? Where can it's I going watch to be it? December 18th or 19th and okay. it's, you know, streaming platforms, iTunes, you know, wherever you get these things. Oh, do you think with this, with, with so many films coming out streaming and, and big thing like Wonder Woman's coming out streaming, like the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed as well as theaters, do you hate it or does it in a way take a certain amount of pressure off for box office? Like, cause everyone's in this boat. So do you kind of like the fact like, Hey, everyone is streaming now. So I don't have to obsess over the box office. Hey man, I wish my movies were going on the cinema and making a billion dollars, but that is not the case. So I, yeah. I need these Tom Cruises of this world and Wonder Woman to, to stay out of the, the streaming because right. I don't want to be competing with those guys as well. Right. But yeah, I think it's a mistake to put all these films onto just onto streaming. I mean, obviously they don't know what to do because of the pandemic, but we've got to save the, the, the movie theaters, I believe, because what are you going to do in 2021 and they're not there? How are you going to make your money then? Well, Christopher Nolan just blasted them and he was really pissed off about it. 
And because um, it looks like, is this going to be something that they start doing now as the regular thing, even after you're allowed to go back to theaters? Will they, if they can figure out a way to make their money doing this, will they just do it this way? Well, yeah, it's been going that way anyway, hasn't it? The TVs yeah. and the setup that people have in their living rooms is, is, is top notch. But I love the communal aspect of, of going to the theater and having a shared experience. And the truth is that if you're at home watching Netflix or whatever, you know, it's so easy to pick your phone up and not pay attention. Right. But when you're in the theater, it's there, it's huge. You, you're fully invested. And, you know, um, what's James Cameron going to do with three Avatar movies if there's no theaters? He's yeah, going to be screwed. Hey, Just release it in theaters. VR. Release it in VR. I mean, I, I guess that uh, these virtual reality, how much you can watch Netflix and stuff. That, I mean, that's how film, films might start coming up. Maybe. Maybe. I'm I heard sure Cameron's stuff. got something up his sleeve for that. Yeah. They have those where you could watch the fights too, I heard, where you could put that on and you're like sitting next to people and you're watching fights. It's the virtual reality thing is really yeah. kind of the future. You know what I don't like about the movies nowadays? And, I, and I'm a movie guy. Me, my whole family, we, we would go every week. I just hate the people out there with the damn cell phones. You're talking about at home, people picking up. They're picking it up there. They can't, yeah. I mean, lower the screen. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to say it's like a, it's worse than a 50-50 with that happening. It's always happening. Noise the shit out of me. Especially in a dark room and this bright screen yeah, comes up in front of you. Yeah. It's like, yo, Put you see Right? Don't you? Yeah, it gets me into like the smacking mode. I just want to smack people. Smack the phone out of there. Will you, will you say something? So you guys can both fight better than I can. So for you, if you're out, you're not going to be embarrassed if you say something and someone gets pissed off. Will you actually say something to someone in the theater? Who are you talking to? Either one. Talking to you, Matt. That's, <laughs> you're talking to me. There's nobody else here. I think that uh, it depends on the situation. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I try to just like bite my tongue because I know it's not going to be good. It's going to, I can tell by there if it's like some of, you know, but, but other times I just can't keep it in. Which yeah. is most, which is most times, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, but that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that way. Not, not to be yeah. like, I didn't try to make a big thing about it, but it's like, yo, shut the hell up. Yeah. We'll get the hell out of here. But uh, what about you, Scott? You, you bite your tongue or do you say, hey, shut I that thing up? I bite my tongue most of the time. If somebody's talking and, you know, hasn't got respect for anyone. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, the phone thing, I'll probably bite my tongue, but if someone's talking, I'll, I'll tell them to be quiet for sure. But if they're like right down there, I won't because then you're like, oh, hey, shut up. Yeah. But if they're here, shut up. Excuse me, can you be quiet, please? I'll be, yeah. I'll try to be nice. But, uh, you know, I'm digging the streaming services. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is a nice, it is a, it, 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 but you know what's funny about what, uh, um, who were we just talking about? Uh, the Nolan, what Christopher Nolan said. He goes, <laughs> did, you, did you read his statement? What he said? Did you hear? Yeah. When he said yeah. something like we, these stars, everybody went to sleep thinking they're working for the best movie studio. And then they wake up when they found out they're, they're working for the worst streaming service. I thought that was fucking boom. Yeah. It was like a little shot where you when just it, came. In hard like, with that one. But I think a big, one of the big problems is it's apparently uh, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot and the, the director, they were paid up front some money that they thought they were going to get on the back end of, of the theatrical release, and they all were already were paid that. And obviously that's not happening now. I think a lot of the agents are now calling at Warner Brothers going, hang on a minute, why is why did she get paid that and we want that? What about our actors? You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's getting a bit messy. That's what I read in Deadline or something. 
becoming a mess. It's, be, it's becoming a bit of a, a mess. Greedy. Hey, what did, what did you do too? In uh, you were in Zero Dark Thirty, which I thought was a great film. Um, yes. I think that was uh, Jessica Chastain, right? I thought she she should have uh, she should have won for that. Uh, she was nominated, in, or was she not even nominated? I thought she was incredible in that. Yeah, no, great film. That was uh, Catherine Bigelow, the director, and her previous film, Hurt Locker, had won the Oscar. Uh, the year before so obviously that was the one that everybody wanted to be involved in and i was in it in a small capacity one of the cia guys at the base uh, and the, the terrorist uh, blew me up and some other people but yes those are the you know to be in a film like that with that caliber of actors was was really good yeah oh you you were in one of those scenes uh was it when they, when they were driving onto the base is that what it's been a while since i saw yeah, it but i, I really it. gets out the car and um he's he's got a ball bearing uh explosive vest on and he, he takes a bunch of us out uh, but they wanted to get in there because they thought they turned him he was a double agent he was going to give him information about where bin laden that's was. right but it was uh you know he, he, it was a setup yeah there was a big meeting and they were and they were getting all these people into into uh this one area for this meeting it's, it's been a few years that was a great film but it's nice to be attached to a good project isn't it like when you when you look at and and, and it gets and everybody loves the movie it's got to be a nice feeling yeah well that's what you're always looking for but you know um, this, this is the thing about being an actor. You're only, you can only t accept the roles that you're offered, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, people are on Facebook like, why don't you do this and why don't you do that? Well, you know, I can only pick the best of what, what I'm offered. So when something like that comes along and, you know, I'd like to do more big movies, of course, and I've been able to be in things like The Expendables and Doctor Strange, Marvel and The, the, the Bourne Ultimatum. And it's great to go to the premieres and fanfare. But I find with the smaller movies like Max Cloud that's coming out and uh, some, some of the others I do, it, it, it's good. Obviously, I've got more of a, a bigger role in them, but it's nice to have creative, more creative control. And, you know, there's, when you can make a low budget film, you get to put what you want it to be out there. And obviously, you're constrained by money and all the rest of it. But at least it's your vision and you don't have to do what the studio heads are asking you to do. Do they expect you to coordinate all the fight scenes uh, or a lot of the fight scenes? You said you're on the Expendables. Uh, did you did you do any fight scene coordinating there or are you, well, are you just the you just Expendables, show up the, the fight team were 8711 and Chad Stahelski was the second unit director. Chad Stahelski is the director of the John Wick films now. So he's wow. a guy that, you, you know, you're very happy to be having him as the second unit director. So I just shut up and do as I'm told. Um, if I'm working on one of my movies, I normally have a guy that I trust in charge of that, so I, I don't have to stress about it. But sometimes I'm in a position where I know more than everyone else about how to create a fight sequence. And in that case, I, I just take over and get it done. Tell me about your, your martial arts training. What did you start with? What are you doing now? Started with judo. My dad and my brother did it. So I was 10 years old. I, I joined in. I did that for a couple of years. And then it was taekwondo. And I did that for five or six years, then went into kickboxing, you know, it's back in the nineties, kickboxing craze. Um, yeah. And, you know, various other styles, different things, flitting about, just try, trying a lot of different stuff. And of course now it's, it's all MMA, isn't it? So yeah. I'll go to the MMA gym and I like to hit, I just like to hit the mitts, you know, I like the striking. Yeah. I'm not, not really into the jujitsu, if I'm honest, I wish I was, but I just, I never really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm English, so wrestling, forget about it. 
We're not bothered. <laughs> you don't like the wrestling being English. That's funny. Yeah. But you like the striking. Hey, listen, yeah. it's whatever you're really into, whatever, like, you know, you've, you develop a, a, it's good to have develop a passion for one of the arts, you know, but it's always better yeah. than something realistic. You know what I mean? Because somebody's like, oh, I love that Tai Chi. It's like, oh, that's great. You yeah. can go meditate when somebody attacks you and your family. But listen, but uh, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's good that you're practicing some of the striking arts. Straight up boxing or kickboxing, you said? Kickboxing. Kick These days, I'll just go in there a couple of times a week and I'll just hit the mitts with uh, Sam, who's my, you know, mitt guy. We do a couple of hours a week of that just to keep the body moving, keep the skills there. It's yeah, good. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Hey, Juju, listen. I'm, I'm just letting you know, maybe you, maybe your first time ever doing jujitsu or playing with it, maybe you just, it's like a, a bad first experience. If you ever want to mess around with it again and you're in New York, you look me up and I'm telling you, you might be like, oh, this is fun. You know? I want to do it. It's just getting off my it's ass like and doing it. it, isn't it? And at the moment, yeah, the pandemic is not as easy. Because oh, actually you get- by my house, there's a new gym opened up, jujitsu place. I was like, oh, I, I should go there. Ah. Right there. I mean, it's right there. Right but there. The pandemic happened. Well, yeah, that sucks. I feel bad for them. Yeah. They're probably like, oh, look at this spot. And also, I mean, right. people exactly. hit so hard with this damn thing, you know? Yeah. But uh, again, that'll be bringing us back to negative, Bill. Let's, oh, so Max Cloud, this is your first time in a leading role? Is this your first? No, I've done a few, Matt. I've done a few, Matt. How dare you? I, know, a, <laughs> I should have really looked at that. It's yeah. like a guy that the UFC. I should have looked at. That. I really should have looked at him. <laughs> well, listen. What is it? I mean, this is Max Cloud. Just sounds like. Yeah. Let me get. No, I've, done, I've done. I've done a load of like martial arts movies and, and action movies. I've worked with a few UFC guys in the past. The first time was back in 2011. I did a movie called Universal Soldier Four, and I'm telling you, it's a good one. Don't let How them the fuck did I miss you. that one? But I'll tell you who was in that. I had I to fight. Can't wait, hold on. Universal Soldier 4? Yeah, man, it's a good, good film. Did Dolph Lundgren pass on that one? No, Dolph was in it. He's Dolph was in it. it. Dolph's I'm in it. Van Damme's in it. I'm I, in it. I, I I'll tell you who was in it. Who else I'll tell you who was in it. Andre Arlovsky. Well, listen, you, you would do I, great until you fuck. fucking... <laughs> 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 you, know I mean? you go, Dolph's in it. Yeah. Van Damme. And I'm like, holy shit, who else? Since yeah, Sylvester Stallone make an appearance, and then you bring up fucking Olaski. I'm only kidding, Scott. That is, I, I'm going to see it. My buddy, um, how great, my, uh, the, the fuck, how, how much of a buddy is he? <laughs> I know, what a terrible friend oh. you are. <laughs> UFC fighter fucking Mike Pyle. Oh, Mike Pyle, so he was in Universal Soldier 3. Thank you. There oh, you and go. that one, he was in a good fight scene. I mean, it was with Andre, fun. yeah. Listen, it's a good director, that guy. The reason I bring it up was he wasn't long before that UFC heavyweight champ, right, Andre? And this <laughs> movie was done in 3D. And so they said, you know, they wanted to sell it in 3D, whatever. And so the, the director said to me, because of the depth perception, you can see it easier. So unfortunately, Andre is going to have to punch. Normally, he would like be this close to your face. But because yeah. of 3D, he's going to have to be there. Is that right? And I'm thinking, bloody hell, Andre Olovsky. Anyway, I'm he's in trouble. He's great, man. He's a guy, yeah. I'm, always, I'm always counting him out. And, I, and I'm always getting proven wrong, which is yeah. fine by me. Because I'm so, I think it's amazing. The guy's still in there doing what he's doing. He I fought on cards with him over like a fucking decade ago. You know? Yeah, he was great. a fun guy. 100% every take. I thought it was going to die. I didn't know he was an actor. I, I never knew uh, Andre was an actor. 
dare well, you. He was being himself. He was. Yeah. Now, is that his only no. film? Is, is those Soldier of Fortune? Well, he was in or, the third call one. Universal Soldier. He was in the number three and number four, and he was good. He's a good presence in it. I mean, you know, he's got a good but, face on him. But you he was were the just lead. going wild, smashing through things. It was great. You were the lead in that, the Universal Soldier. I, I was, yeah, I was the lead. You were the Universal Soldier. Or you're fighting the I universe. Was the new version, mate. I I killed Andre. I killed Dolph, and then I killed Van Damme. Well, well I better first of all, I'm going to wash my mouth now because I didn't. Now I've that. ruined the ending, but it doesn't matter. You haven't seen it. You <laughs> ruined everything. Well, give me something else you're in. I want to know. I want to because I'm going to watch now, Scott, and I'm going to fucking text. Scott's got a long. He's got a long. Um, a long list. A, a long well, IMDb. I'll tell, I'll tell yeah, some of the other uh, UFC guys are for because I guess that's interesting for this show. Uh, I did a fight with Kung Lee in a movie called Savage Dog. Oh, uh, that shit. was a that was good experience. I mean, he was fun to work with. He actually has a lot of experience in Hong Kong movies, so he was very good with the choreography and understood the camera and all the rest of it, which some guys don't. Yeah, and, I can see uh, that. Uriah Hall recently, I, I worked with him. Yeah, hey, I thought I read you. We love Uriah. Yeah, we, uh, great we are, we're, we're fans uh, yeah. and friends of Uriah. We love. What you. was the fan uh, the film with uh, Uriah? It's called Seas. Actually, Ben Saunders was in that as well. That's my, that's my buddy from Gave him a good kick my season, season six of the Ultimate Fighter, Ben Saunders. Yeah, yeah. I finished an Uma Plata in the UFC. One of the few people to do that. Oh, yeah. You know that, Jimmy, about Ben Saunders? I did not know. Killer B, Ben Saunders? Oh, he's got an amazing rubber guard. He works with uh, Eddie Bravo a lot. And he's got that guard from bottom that just ties you up. And he got an Uma Plata. It was beautiful. Yeah, I know you guys. Did you see him in Florida when you went down to Florida? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 every time I'm out there, I give him a call. He drives over, we hang out. So you know Ben too, that's amazing. Yeah, and another nice guy. I'll tell you, I was actually in the first, I think it was the first martial arts film to have took MMA and to portray MMA on film. It was back in 2006. Now I might be wrong, but it was a film called Undisputed 2. It was me and Michael Jai White, and he played a boxer. And it was a sequel to a Wesley Snipes Finn Graham's film anyway. Um, he played a boxer and I played a, an MMA guy and kind of based the character on Chuck Liddell. And it's a good film. Pe pe a lot of people really like Undisputed 2. When they talk about American-made martial arts films, that, that's one of the top ones, so they say. But we actually tried to get back in from the UFC at the time. Um, we wanted them to help support the movie and they looked at it. But because my character was the bad guy and my character was the MMA guy, at that time, I guess Dana was trying to get away from any sort of portrayal of mixed martial arts being, you know, a cage oh. fighting blood sport and all the rest of it. So 100%. That, that's why they, they turned yeah. it down. But um, I think we were one of the first MMA films at the time. Did you start acting? Today. Did you start acting uh, in MMA stuff or was that totally separate? And then it just kind of you merged your acting and your fighting. From a very young age, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Big Bruce Lee fan big Van Damme fan. I started martial arts at 10. I love movies. Those are my two passions, martial arts and movies. So I had a very, I was very lucky. I had a very clear vision of, of what I wanted to do when I was older. So right. I think that was a gift to be honest, to know exactly what, even though it was very difficult, I knew exactly what I wanted. So I, I, I went for it and thankfully I've succeeded. Um, but yes, the martial arts and the acting came at the same time. So my first job was a, a Hong Kong martial arts movie you know, second guy from the left getting his head kicked in. Yeah. That was that. And my, my second job was a, a British daytime soap opera, you know, just acting. So the two opposite sides of the spectrum of, of filmmaking. Who'd you play on the soap opera? What kind of, what kind of character? Was it like a one episode and done or did you have an arc or? 
And I was in the first series of this long running BBC show, Doctors, which is still on to this day, the very first episode. I was oh. just, I, I forget what it was. I was a carpenter or something like that. Love interests mm. of one of the nurses. Oh, shit. Yo, yeah. hey, I got one for you guys. You talk martial arts, you talk great acting, mediocre acting. Uh, best of the best with Eric Roberts. Yeah, man. And that's what I'm talking about, on, Scott. That's a great film. High five Dang. on that one, brother. Yes. That's a great Jimmy, film. Jimmy, that is, yeah. a, listen, I see that as a kid. And that, I think it was Taekwondo or karate or some shit. What Taekwondo, was yeah. It was Taekwondo. James Jim- L. Jones. Who, who's in it? James, James L. Jones, Jones, the guy, the voice of Vader. No, Tommy. Yeah. Tommy, yeah. no. <laughs> oh, that was great. He hurt his leg. That movie is an underrated B-ish type movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it's an underrated, like, it's not, you know... It's not exactly like you know Rocky, but it's it's up there. <laughs> well, no, it's it was a sports drama, wasn't it? It wasn't just a martial arts film. It, it was a sports drama about real people. It was actually quite touching at the end. You would you know you might well up a little bit. The end what? was great. When did that come out? That was there's like there's that was a bunch 89, of that was that was eighty nine. Oh man, yeah. we're showing our age, Scott. I you know, know I'm sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Why you didn't see this, Jimmy? I didn't see it. I mean, in '89, I was I was 20. I, you know, I, I here's one that you got. It. It's yeah. martial arts, not martial arts, but it's wrestling. You know what I'm going to say? Because some kids haven't watched this, and they're wrestlers. Did you ever see Vision Quest? No. Oh, listen. Oh man, I feel like hanging up on you guys. Are you serious? Stuff. Are you fucking around? Scott, no. Scott, you never saw Vision Quest with Matthew Modine. Never heard of it. I'm going to say, I know we just met, but I'm going to say shame on you. <laughs> I've, seen, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Hey, you guys, it's so good. A song Check by Madonna. You got the, the, the girl from the um, Men in Black from the first one. What's her name? She's cute. Will Smith. <laughs> anyway, guys, all the wrestlers out there, they're going to be saying, oh, fucking Vision Quest. It's The Rock. It's such yeah. a good movie. Uh, you know Matthew Modine, don't you? Sure. Oh, yeah, I just interviewed him. You know oh, that yeah, bloke. Yeah. Yeah, he's from um what'd you just say? Full metal jacket, yeah. Full metal jacket. Yeah. Man, maybe I'm maybe I am getting older. Nobody knows who that guy is. Fuck, yeah. But I'll tell you, he was he was young in that. He was a wrestler, and all he wanted to do was beat this number one wrestler, guy named Shoot. And when he visits the other school, he sees the guy training, he's got a log up on his back and he's going up the bleaches, and he's just like he's like a big beast. So that's the whole thing, and then this girl's car broke down. The father was a mechanic. Ah, oh, you could stay with us. He falls for her, gets laid for the first time, almost fucking forgets everything. Ah, why did I even do that whole wrestling vision quest thing? I'm gonna anyway. Listen, that's the premise, but you know, he has the match. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It's such oh my it is amazing because you know, the guy had his he had his focus, and then he got laid by this girl, and he goes, Ah, this is the better than wrestling. <laughs> It's fucking funny. Let anyway. me ask you guys. Let me yeah, ask you. Sure. What do you think the best martial arts film is that you've seen? What would you say is the, the best example? Wow. wow. The best martial arts film. Yeah. The most realistic? Enter the Dragon. I'm only kidding. When Bruce Lee takes out 50 guys. I would say it is probably one, a, a Bruce Lee film just because he was so entertaining to watch. Um, you know, I, I would have to say... Because I don't watch many martial arts films, to be honest with you. I would I would have to say something I'm with that. Uh, I know, I know, I do. but I don't watch much of anything. I don't I don't watch. How about this? Uh, one know. of the one of the ones I like the most 
And I'm not even a fan of his later work, but holy shit, when it came out, I loved it. It was Above the Law with, with Steven Seagal. Seagal, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Come on, yeah. man. Because it made it realistic. Like, yeah. it made it, like, violent, realistic, and it's like, yo. Yeah. I wanted to do a keto. I was a kid. I'm like, ah, what is that? Guys, fucking, I mean, I, I think it was just extremely very cool. impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite, Silent Rage with Chuck Norris. Now, he plays a... Uh, uh, he's a he's a, he's obviously Chuck Norris, so he's always fighting in the film. But Silent Rage is there's a, there's a real psychopath. I think he was like a ranger in it, and he's trying to catch this guy. Um, so if I had to shoot Silent Rage, with, I, I could look it up. I think that was uh, Silent old. Rage. Would that come yeah. out seventy six, Jimmy? That's a great guess. I'm. Uh, you know what? Nope, eighty two. Oh, I was all right. I was yeah. Years off. I would say Silent Rage is my. I, I like that's a good choice. Silent Rage. Enter the Dragon is the one, isn't it? I mean, that's that's yeah. the martial arts film, really, isn't it? You know why? Because you think of the premise of that when they all get invited there, and man, you're right out of a comic book. There's some good lines from Mr. there. Hand man. Yeah, yeah, he was great. He was great. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't have killed him off. They should. I'm a Game of Death fan though, because I like Abdul Jabbar. So I would say a, a game of death with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, not the best ever, but I still nonsense like it. talk. But you know what's great about <laughs> that right. one? That was like a video game. Like each floor he'd go up and there's a guy waiting for him with nunchucks. And then there's another guy who's good at something else. And then he gets well, to the- We never got to see the proper version of what Bruce Lee had in his head for that. I mean, the film is, uh, it's like, you know, Frankenstein's monster or something. It's crazy amalgamation. of Only the last 15 minutes is- the real Bruce Lee, you know, so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He died making that, right? So. Because he died in the middle of making that. It went off shot, Enter the Dragon, and, and, then, and then he died. Well, all I know is it wasn't his stunt double who was strangling Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That was Bruce Lee. He was yeah, because he, he filmed the fights. He filmed the end of the movie, and then he stopped, and he went and did Enter the Dragon, and he was going to come back and do the rest, but obviously he died. But there are guy bits did. in that movie where there's a, there's a guy pretending to be Bruce Lee, and he's sat there with a cardboard cutout of Bruce's face on, just sitting there like that, like we're supposed to think that this is That's okay. Fucking, is that is that there's a there's a guy who's really uh, let, let me see in Game of Death fake Bruce Lee. Oh, I think that's amazing. I'll add a star for that. <laughs> and not only that, they've made Game of Death two as well with zero footage left. Well, that sounds like I'm not watching that one. Did you ever? So see what do they do? Wasn't Bruce Lee, or were they pretending to be? Uh, was he pretending to be Bruce Lee, or was they, he they just a new? Had some outtakes from previous Golden Harvest movies that they put into it somehow, but the majority of it, and I can't remember it very well, was just you know, just nonsense, really. Scott, did you ever see the Last Dragon with Bruce Leroy? Yeah, man, classic. My father, my father took me to that as a kid. And it was, that was, as a kid, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. In the um, power of the glow, the glow, the show. Show enough. Go gonna Harlem. That was great. Yeah. Oh, man. So cheesy, but so great. Jimmy, Jimmy, did you see The Last Dragon? Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy was just Jimmy at that age was just a little burnout at Ozzy Osbourne concerts. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know if I saw it. He's not in. He wasn't watching these movies. As we're talking, though, but Scott is telling you, I, I'm looking at uh, the cardboard cutout. I'm just, I'm kind of really? just like letting it play as we chat. Yeah, yeah. And I can't see the cutout yet, but it's Bruce Lee in a dressing room talking to a guy who looks like Hugh Hefner. Um, yeah, but I think I, it's, he's actually wearing a cardboard face. Oh, is he wearing it as a? As a that's that's horrible. I mean, if he is, it's pretty good. I mean. <laughs> uh, 
The pretty good works. It was still there today. You didn't have that CGI back then. <laughs> I don't think they right. You know? Eventually they'll be able to uh just map a guy. They'll be able to have you say something, come in for the day, do a certain bunch of movements, say a bunch of things, and then make a film. Like they finished a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman after he died. There was a few lines they needed to clean up or fix or whatever. And they were able to do it with CGI, whatever, like the Hunger Games film he was doing when he died. Well, they did it with Paul Walker, didn't they, uh, for Fast and the Furious? They got his brother in and they mapped his face onto his brother to, just to finish the movie. So. These reboots, why don't they do a reboot of these? We think they need the right guy. Well, you know, Enter the Dragon, Game of Death. You think they would uh, pick something out with that? You can't do Enter the Dragon again, can you? I mean, Enter the Dragon. It, That's what they said about Red You Dawn. need Bruce Lee. You need Bruce Lee. <laughs> that, that's true. He makes the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, he, I see the moment you're talking about, by the way. It's not the whole thing. There, it might, I, I can't tell if it's Bruce Lee or not. There's somebody in the scene with him acting, but then there is a moment where like, they're just taking different Bruce Lee shots, like close-ups and using them like it's him in the mirror. And then there's a moment that they put him there, and you can see it's, a, it's a really weird looking. It's very, very bizarre looking. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Well, I'm not going to watch that. I'm going to hang tight and watch Max. Oh, it's when fucking it's awesome. A cardboard cutout. That's what you had to do. What was it? 1970, uh, 75. Oh, we, hold on. We're getting cut off. Uh, we have two fighters coming on. So, all right, Scott, we have to wrap. We're running long. Um, just fun to talk to you, man. To come back again and see us. And let's promote the film properly. Um, and, and when can people see it? And, uh, and where can they see it? December 19th, Max Cloud uh, on streaming platforms, you know, whatever you're into, uh, check it out. Hey, hey, Scott, nice to meet you, man. Yeah, it's fun talking to you. You two guys, really appreciate it. I'm a fan of the show, so it was fun for me. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, man. We'll, we'll see you again soon, all right? Okay, awesome. thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Scott. Yeah, see you. The holidays this year are sure to pack a punch. And so this weekend's UFC 256, as some of the sport's most respected fighters step into the limelight this weekend, be sure to check out DraftKings, official daily fantasy partner of the UFC. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA, it's easy to play. You pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars all week long. Plus, don't forget about football season where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs every week of the season. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code UNFILTERED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code UNFILTERED to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. There he is. There is Kevin Holland. Hey, Kevin. Yo. How are you? What's I, going on with you guys? I, I feel Good, like we were, we were talking to you before everybody knew who you were. Now you're like a superstar now. You're on the – look, at how do you stay so, stay so uh, level-headed? You're not letting it get to your head, it looks like. No, no, no. Everybody's saying – some people keep saying you're a superstar now. I just feel like the same old Kevin. I it, just, I'm sorry, Jimmy, but I was going to say, I was watching the rise. Uh, it's called the, it's called the rise of Kevin Holland. I'm sure you watched it. Did you watch it? The little yeah, like thing? five times. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I was you, I would have watched it two dozen times. Cause I watched it like twice. I enjoyed it. I love the whole story. I love the story about, uh, and I was telling Jimmy earlier, how when you won on the contender, but Dana didn't like that you had a big mouth and that you were talking a lot. So he didn't sign you. Nobody was taking the Thiago Santos fight. So he goes, you know what? Let's offer it to Big Mouth. And not only did you take it, you showed up, still talking, but now it's become almost like a trademark, which I love because it's very genuine. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, you go on a tear, and I could just keep going on and on with what you did, the Buckley. And it's just, you have become, and I'm talking about personally, you're one of my favorite guys to watch now, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate that super lot. You know what's fun about it? I think it just as a fan watching it, it's it's very unique the way you carry yourself in the cage because you it it like Matt has said, it feels really genuine and it doesn't seem angry. Like it, you don't seem like when you're when you're talking to somebody, it doesn't seem like you're you, it's like in a schoolyard, like you would watch somebody kind of taunting and having fun with somebody else and talking shit, but it doesn't seem angry, whereas everyone else seems to be doing it to try to convey this image. And with you, it just doesn't seem to be that way. Nah, it's just, it's just who I am. You know, I always told myself, you know, the time came where you made it somewhere. Don't fake the funk. So I'm just here just being who I am, doing what I love. And I love to fight. You know, it's the greatest job in the world. And um, I, like, I like pretty much everything that comes with it. Suffer some of the trollers. They're hard to deal with, but they're fun to deal with, too. So it's all part of yeah. the process. That's a sign that you're making it, though. That's yep. a sign that you're making it that people are going to be hating. And uh, way more people are being entertained and jumping on the bandwagon and, and just enjoy your fights, you know? I thought it was amazing with, with uh, and, and look at, look at uh, 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 Buckley lately. You know, that guy's on a tear. That guy made that highlight with that, with the with that spinning kick. He came into the, uh, in the UFC, his first fight versus you, kind of similar situation where it was like a, sh I believe it was a short notice. Short fight. notice, yeah. Mm -hmm. but he wasn't yeah. gun shy. He wasn't gun shy. It's not like you were watching a different Buckley, like Joaquin Buckley. He was coming after you. Yeah, but for sure. How do you stay so calm in the midst of battle? Because, I mean, there's punches he's throwing that if they land, 
They, I mean, just as being a human being, they can knock you unconscious. They, they're missing by an inch. Then you're getting out of the way and you're still just talking shit and be a friend, like friendly. And I just, I'm like, man, talk about staying calm on the fire. Where does that come from? It's just who I am. You know, it's, uh, I've always been a talker, but um, being calm in the middle of the battle, is, it's, um, that's, that's my calm spot. You know, that's my cool place. That's my, uh, it's my Zen spot. That's the, it's everything I, I like. I like being in the cage. You know, I like fighting. I like being geared up and being across from somebody that's quote unquote trying to rip your head off, you know? They're just trying to get a W. They ain't trying to do nothing special, you know? Unless you prove to me during the fight that you're a worthy <laughs> opponent. I might want to fight you again one day because it's a good time. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a warrior mindset. I just really, really love war, you know? And the thought of going out there and possibly going to war sounds great. Sometimes they don't always oblige. So that's the problem in it. And, and you're not, is it, does it, like, you're not afraid of, like, a friend of mine I used to play chess with, and he was he was such a shit talker. So beating him was so satisfying, but it never deterred him. Like the next time you play him, uh, you know he's picking up my queen. Uh, let's see what her panties look like. You know, and it's just he's obnoxious to play with. So is is it like not having a fear of looking bad, losing? Like, and he had no fear of looking bad. He didn't care. No, I don't. Yeah, you just can't really. You really can't care what happens. You know, ultimately. My number one thing is just getting up and showing up. You know, as long as I show up, I'm proud of myself, right? If I show up and I do my job, I'm super proud of myself. <laughs> so, yeah, I just look forward to having a good time. You know, I, I, I play dominoes. I play chess. You know, I'm a, I'm a shit talker in everything I do. I'll talk crap while we're playing a video game. You know, it's just, it's just Kev, you know. And um, if you don't like somebody talking crap, don't go against me. You know, and it's like, um, that's my mental. That's my mental warfare right there. I love to talk. I think it's good. I was going to say, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I think it's it's a good change of an opponent as far as you were supposed to fight Jack Hermanson. Yeah. <laughs> dealing with another guy who's really, I'm going to say the, and he's knocked people out and stuff, but I'm going to say Jack Ray is the most dangerous, obviously, on the floor. So that's not, they. I mean, they have different styles and whatnot, but that's where he's the strongest. So yeah. it was kind of good that you were fighting a, a heavy grappler, a, a heavy a grappling-based fighter. You agree? Yeah, yeah. It, it goes hand in hand, you know. When the the Jack Hermanson fight didn't work out, and they gave us Jacare, uh, Travis was really happy. A, he really liked the Jacare fight because he knows a lot about Jacare. And then B, um, it wasn't a five round fight, so Travis was like, "Hey, you can keep smoking your Kush without no problem." So let's take this fight instead. So yeah, you know, when that came across, he was very, 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 very happy to uh, to take the Jacare fight. I was too. I know fighting a legend. That's fun. I'll tell you, I, I, I say that their jujitsu is similar. Um, Travis Luter has a very strong positional, positional heavy uh, jujitsu game. Like he will yeah. pass the guard, mount you, and submit you. That's what he does. And in the, in the, in, in, in the route of doing that, if you leave a Kimura arm out for a Kimura and whatnot, you know what I mean? He's not a, you know, Berambolo to take in the back to Ashagram. No. Not that he doesn't know it, but that's not his style. So style-wise, I said this from the second I heard it, that I'm like, you know what? You know, because I, I respect Jacare's jiu-jitsu so much, and I'm like, you know what? This is great that Kevin has Travis Luter in his corner. It's yeah, just great. it's perfect. It's it's perfect. You know, I couldn't ask for uh, – I really couldn't ask for a better fight for me right now. You know, it's like if we're being 100% honest, I mean, no matter what, this is a good fight for me, you know, no matter how you look at it. A, I'm fighting a legend. B, I'm fighting somebody that's similar that – relates to my coach in so many different ways when it comes to fighting style, um, especially the grappling style. And so that being said, it's like, 
my grappling is always based off of me trying to tap out Travis or me tapping out Travis, or me giving Travis a hard time. So if my style is based off that, then you have to ask me fighting Jacare is probably a decent fight for me. Then. You know, and it's like um, past 10 years, I've been rolling with Travis, a little over 10. Now here we are, <laughs> I get to roll with Jacare. Same role. What did you think of uh, Vittori uh, against Hermanson? I mean, I mean, that was a great fight. Vittori looked really uh, good. And I believe he brought you, brought you up and we interviewed him. Um, the uh, the baby carriage. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hey, he's the boss baby now. He looked like the boss baby with his hair shaved off like that. Good fight. <laughs> hey, uh, props to Jack. He showed up. He showed me some really good things that you could throw when you're fighting Marvin. Props to Marvin. Marvin looked good. Uh, you can tell he's been working on his boxing. Those are rock'em, sock'em robots when it came to that fight. You know, mm. I'm a machine, but I ain't no robot. So right. that being said, I won't sit there and wait to see whose head pops off first. I'll move and pop his head off. <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, yeah. one fight at a time as far as what I'm about to say, but I would, in the future, both young guys, I would love to see you versus Marvin. Holy. Yeah. And I'll yeah, tell me you, too. the one thing I like, I like about Marvin, a lot of things I like too about Marvin is he's, a, he's, he's not a bullshitter where we asked what the beef was with you and him. And he's funny because, you know, He's basically saying that he was kind of the the being the dick in the situation. That yeah. you know, if somebody asked to take a picture and they asked him to hold the camera, and he and you were like, nah, nah, nah. You know, you were giving him respect, Kevin. He was saying he was. That's what I like about it. He wasn't trying to say, oh, my side is this. Right. He was basically saying, no, Kevin was being a cool guy, and he did the picture. And that was I, really cool. Yeah, I was really cool. I was. I thought the guy was a pretty good fighter. I thought he was a, a chill dude. You know, a couple times I met him. And then he played the little stroller game, you know, where he uh, we had a full blown conversation. And then he went upstairs and dropped a fucking Instagram post. I don't know if we're supposed to cuss on here or not. My bad. Yes, okay. Dude, listen, but uh, you guys got me fired up about Marvin Vittori. Look, I'll, I'm cool with being cool, but then the moment you cross that line and start playing like with some little kids, it's fuck you. You know what I mean? And I don't play those games. So it's like uh, when you went upstairs and you made your little Instagram post when we were sitting in the same freaking lobby. He's number five now. Uh, jumped in from number eight after beating Hermanson, who's number six. Um, so yeah, the top, the top 15 is really, really interesting, but that, that's a fight that I think everybody would love to see would be against, uh, you, you and Marvin, yeah, um, yeah, personality wise, I, you guys. Are- yeah, I'd take it. I'd take it for so many different reasons. And you played with me, you know, that's all it takes. Once you play with me, now I'm down to fight. No, yeah, that's, I think that's great. Situation. I think that's fantastic. You know, yeah. you need stuff. That stuff like that even spices it up a little bit. And the guy's funny because yeah. ah, I don't even need any other friends. That guy, he doesn't even, he has his one friend, Kevin Gasly, yeah. division. He don't need nobody else. So he's, you know, so I like it though, Kevin, because that's the right way. He does, Kevin does the right thing. And then somebody wrongs him and it's okay. Now I know I'm not. Yeah. I like that approach. Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than that, you know, Marvin's Marvin seems like a cool guy. I sent him a message the other day, you know, when I put the boss baby thing up, and he uh, sent me a little message back like, you're mad because I put you in a stroller. I knew you'd be mad. Well, if you knew I'd be mad, you knew I'd come after your head. So now I'll come after your head. When I get the opportunity, we'll see what's up, you know? Yes. I'm sure you guys will I realized he was younger than me. Now I see why he acts the way he acts, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. How old are you now, Kev? I'm 28. I'm only a year older than him, you know? Hi, man. It's so great. So but that just means my balls drop before his, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Now let me ask you too, Kevin, because because again, talk about no fear of, of. I'm not saying you're not afraid when you fight like anybody else, but the, you know you don't have a fear of looking bad. When when you when you're fighting a guy like where there is some kind of bad blood, even if it doesn't run particularly deep, but there's something. Does that put any different mindset for you than even a guy like Joaquin Buckley, where there's no bad blood? No, no, I didn't like Joaquin Buckley either. 
Oh, you didn't? No, nah, I thought he was a dickhead, you know? So oh, I like, didn't know uh, that. He just seemed like really off, you know? He had a he had a weird attitude when we first fought, after we fought. His attitude seems like it's gotten a lot better. So props to Joaquin. I think he's a, I think he's a lot better now than I thought when I was getting in ready to fight him. You know, I think he's seems like he's humbled up quite a bit. Seems pretty cool. Uh, I like the team that he's training with. His team seems pretty dope. Um, but yeah, if I got bad blood toward the guy, it doesn't change anything. I find I find it very fascinating to see how many bodies you could fit in a trunk. You know. So do you? you so you're comfortable? It's funny. That's why I love Sam Alvey so much. Sam Sam would fight anybody. He doesn't care. Like if he if he's really able and to turn that off. Like everyone has a guy they won't fight. Just usually, like you know, DC would always say he would never fight Kane because they were so close. Um, is there anybody that you wouldn't fight just because of your relationship with them? I don't have a relationship with anybody like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a couple people I wouldn't want to fight just because I, I, I wouldn't want to fight Deron Wynn because we played a video game together. You know what I mean? And that's DC's, uh, that's DC's guy. And I really like DC. I think DC's, I think DC's the shit, you know? Um, so I wouldn't want to do that. I like the, the little, AK, I like the AKA gym. I like them over there. They're pretty cool. But that being said, you know, I mean, it's like um, I definitely am a fighter first before I'm anything else, you know, and it's like that's just who I am, you know. So, yeah, but, yeah, we had to name one person. I guess you could say that'd be the friend in the division, you know. Uh, other than that, you know, anybody can get sniped at any time. It's funny, man. Now it's starting yeah. to make sense because you would look at you, you look at Travis Luter. Personality-wise, Travis is so quiet, dude. Like, So it's like, man, I, I can't really see those two hanging out. But now, now I start to remember that. Back in the house, we we was I spent like six weeks with him. We used to call him a serial killer. <laughs> okay, he was very. And now you're talking about the bodies in the trunk. It's starting to make sense why you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's definitely my coach, 100. percent We both agree. Uh, when it comes down to fight night, they live, they live. But yeah, we definitely agree 100 percent when it comes to fighting. Kevin, give me give the audience one thing not fight related you're into hobby wise. Like I know Travis Luda loves the uh, motor. You know, video games. You know. Yeah. I got, you, I got the, hey, hey, don't tell the family. If they watch this interview, they'll know. But I got the VR underneath the Christmas tree. <laughs> Good. Is it the Oculus Quest 2? No, I don't think I got that one. What is it? Do you know what it is? It's just, I, was it's the, I was at the store, you know, shopping yeah. like I always do. And I seen a VR and I thought about you and I just grabbed it and threw it in the basket. Dude, you're not. Let me tell you something. Jimmy even bought one. I bought an Oculus uh, Quest 2. Yes. I get motion sick, though. Do you get motion sick? Like, it makes me dizzy. And I, and I crashed the, the shuttle twice trying to land it. Like, I, I, I suck at any type of games and flying. Oh, but um, I get nauseous. We're going to have to work on this? Yeah. Usually, usually before I play anything that might make me nauseous, I take an extra hit of Kush. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy. That I can't do, but I can take a Dramamine. They, some people take Dramamine. Like, I'm very susceptible to getting motion sick. And uh, it, it's fun, though, man. It's like, I'm scared of heights. I don't know if you're afraid of anything, but I, you know, I'm, I'm doing shit with just heights. There's, like, YouTube VR, and it's in 360. And so, you know, like, you're, you're, you're sitting, like, under a weather balloon, and it's just pulling you up, like, into the lower atmosphere. And it's just, it's just kind of fun to see a point of view that you'd never have as a person. I'm going to I'm gonna have to put Travis in that game. He doesn't like heights. Oh yeah, it's very. You really, it's, it feels pretty real. It's really scary. Jimmy, I would, I, yes. I would so totally watch him and record him while doing that. <laughs> Jimmy, Kevin, Kevin Holland doesn't want that vagina shit. He wants a game like Population One, like a battle royale, and you're yes. flying around. I want to shoot, climbing, and you're yes. shooting. <laughs> That's what yes, you. Exactly. I did it. I got. I got Population One yesterday. And I was trying to learn it, 
But I, I was sitting on the sofa. I usually I'll get up and move my table, but I'm moving forward and I'm getting nauseous um, because the movements are making me fucking sick. And I'm trying to learn how to do things. And I had to shock my my uh, my my uh, teammate yes. away. You, you gotta you gotta save your buddy. All they're just so showing you how to do I'm it. Yeah. All morning, I mean, dude. I got no money. It's so much fun though. All right. Well, listen. You like video games? Maybe maybe we can squat up in the future. Definitely, definitely squat up in the future. Yeah, I'm definitely. This fight this weekend, man. Well, do you have to be Kevin? Do you do you have to be attached to the? Is is it a wired one you got, or you're not sure? Because a lot of them have a, a wire. Where you got to kind of be in front of the, uh, I guess, in front of the PC. Think I think mine does have a wire, and if it does have a wire, I'm gonna have to get wireless. You know, I didn't think about that until right now when you just said it, and now I'm kind of beating myself up a little bit. I hope I didn't get one with the wire. Yeah, place it might be the play, PlayStations I see all over the PlayStation view. I'm sure they're all good though. Like you know, you, the graphics on those might even be a little bit better because you sacrifice something for the wireless just because there's so much power needed to run it. But yeah, I see why Matt likes it. I see, I, I got it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I mean I can't wait to try it. I'm really saving it so the whole family can try it. You know, Christmas Day and stuff, we can have a blast. But you know, I'm I'm not the kid, so I might just go home and break it open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? How how old is your? Uh, do you have a son or a daughter? My son, my son's seven. He'll be eight in January, oh, and then I got perfect. a little brother. My little brother pretty much stays with me, and he's thirteen. He'll be fourteen in uh, February. Yeah. So, you know, they're at that age where they're probably like cutting the back of the presents open and checking to see what it is. So. Yeah, if you guys are watching this interview and you're doing that, I'm kicking your ass when we get home. <laughs> you're probably gonna need more than one to be if you if you have. Oh uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get uh once we get start. So I'll keep it in my son's room and I'll just jack it from him whenever. But my little brother, I'll let him get one. You know, he'll get his own. He gets whatever I have. I try and get it for him too. That way, I don't have to worry about him breaking my stuff. Yeah, he has one and you have one. Now, does he yeah. train at all? At 13 years old. Does he Does he want to be like you? Yeah, he trains. Uh, martial arts is a backup plan. You know, if uh, nothing else in the world works out for him, then uh, martial arts would be a backup plan. I have a feeling he'd be a way better fighter. Uh, as far as records go, he'd be a better fighter than me. So it'd be a difference, you know. He has a heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'll, he'll find a different uh, – it's good. It's a good backup plan. It's good to have it, you know, as something you can do. Yeah. If you do it. Um, some guys aren't as competitive either. Like, I'm, I'm not as competitive – uh, you know, I mean, I'm 52 and I'm in terrible shape. So I mean, why would I be? But I mean, I'm just not. Some guys are are, are very uh, just have that in them. And oh, he's very competitive though. He's oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. We might get that from my grandpa or my mom. But we're you know we're a competitive family. Um, you can't even get dressed without the other person next to you trying to get dressed better than you. You know, it's like um, who brushes their teeth the best? Who who eats their food the fastest? You know, it's like everything's a competition we get on call of duty together and we're both looking for the dub but at the end of the game it's like who got the most kills who got the most damage who got the most score everything's a competition you know it's like uh yeah he competes with me very hard probably competes with me better than most of my opponents do so you know hats off to him you know what though that's good though because if, if he's competing he's obviously winning some and he's losing some and that's great that's great training for when you're an adult you know what I mean? Where you're not always being allowed to win and you're not always, you know, when, when you're losing and someone is, you know, fucking with you for losing, uh, it, I think you handle it better as an adult when you have some kind of practice growing up with it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, he's probably going to be a pretty good shit talker too because he talks shit better than me already. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those situations where losing to him kind of sucks. <laughs> That's a high praise. You're pretty good at it. Yeah. Yeah, and he's better, so... You know, I have a buddy named Mike. We play the game together and he literally talks crap to Mike the whole time to the point where Mike doesn't play the video game that much during the week. 
or during the oh, he's free. He goes, <laughs> he's he goes, your brother's like not playing on the, on the weekdays, right? I go, no. Nah. He goes, all right, I'll play with you then. On the weekend, I'm chilling out. <laughs> Dude, I tried playing cards. I tried playing poker at a table yesterday, and I don't even know how to turn the microphone on. And the guy next to me is saying, turn your mic on. And I, I don't know how to pick up the cards. It was humiliating. Like, I, I just, I, I prefer to do solo, like a solo shooter thing. Yeah, it was just too embarrassing. Yeah, that's <laughs> me too. That's me too. Solo shooter or a game of chess. I'll play a game oh, of chess. Oh, you, you play a lot. I, I can't find VR chess. Um, I just started... Uh, I got chess with friends again just to play. I, I've been so uh, – I do no, chess. Oh, nothing play. like chess on the real board. Nothing like chess on the real board. I know. You know? I know. It's been it's years. Like, uh, if there's one thing I'll take a COVID chance on, I'll take a COVID chance on playing chess on the real board. You know, it's like uh, I love chess. Do you ever play in a park? I've never played in the park. Like I, I always wish I it, – and it, it's not even oh. – it's just those – you never played. Never played in a park. I would love to play in a park. Uh, at school, I played a lot in school, uh, in high school. And then uh, I played a lot when I got locked up a couple times. So, yeah, I like chess. Oh, oh and getting locked up? Yeah, guys in jail. A lot of great players in jail. They're pretty um, good in there. They're pretty good in there. You know, they're pretty good in there. They like to play fast, but they're pretty good in there. I'll tell you, man, my father and my grandfather, at every, every get-together, they would always play chess for hours. And my father, when he went to teach me, he would just kick the shit out of me and kind of laugh. And I never got into it. I'm like, what the f- I go, this sucks. And he'd be like, ah, you fucking use my horse to fucking do this and that. And I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm going back to the fucking ColecoVision because you're not being a good teacher. So, <laughs> not good. So anyway, that's my yeah. chess. I haven't taught nobody in my family how to play chess. And if they want to learn, they should probably pick up a book because I'm going to do them the same way. I'm skunking you every time. <laughs> Ain't no learn a Who are we talking to? We interviewed somebody recently talking about being on the ground and for some reason bobby fisher came up and he said in an interview that the thing he loved when he was playing was to, to the, the moment where you feel somebody's will break like you you know you've broken them and there's somebody was talking about being i think it was either wrestling or jujitsu they, they can feel you just submit to the position um and i don't remember who it was we were talking you know you know the moment i mean right yeah i definitely know the moment i definitely know the moment it's a good feeling yeah, I can't. I can't remember who we were talking to who just made that comparison. But yeah, they. Matt, do you remember who it was or no? No, it's gonna bother me. Curtis Blades. It was Curtis. It was Curtis Blades. It was Curtis Blades. Did you ever play? Uh, did you ever play in a tournament? I never played in a tournament. A chess, chess. tournament? No, yeah. no, no. The school I went to was a community day school, so it was a bunch of bad kids. I, I played with my instructor all the time, my martial arts instructor. He taught me how to play chess, and then we played every day. And it's kind of like how Matt was just saying. He'd beat the crap out of me until one day I was like, ah, I got you, and I beat him. And that was a wrap, you know? Yeah, you finally beat him. Yeah, once I beat him, I didn't beat him again for like another seven months. But once I beat him again after that, it was one and popping. It was like every other game type thing. It took some time, though. It took over a year. Yeah. And that was a special school you said you went to? Yeah, I went to community day school. I got kicked out of regular high school for headbutt and security guard. And it was an accident. I will always forever say it was an accident. But uh, yeah. What happened? He was trying to move you, or and you were just yelling at him, and you hit him. You know what, man? The security guards had my friend in the office, and I went in the office trying to help my friend get out of trouble. So stupid. And then I realized I had a joint in my folder, so then I tried to walk away. And then as I tried to walk away, like somebody grabbed me from the back, and so I uh, just off instinct, I kind of ripped my head back and headbutted him and chipped his tooth. Uh, yeah. But it was a security guard. <laughs> yeah, it was a security guard. <laughs> Yeah, that got me. That got me sent to Julie. So yeah. Um, and then you said you had other trouble. You went. You, you spent some time 
in in in, uh, in jail. And it's so weird though, because you're such a respectful guy. But it, yeah, but I only it, spent two weeks, man. I couldn't uh, I couldn't yeah. get off probation to save my life, man. I freaking I was on probation for like a year and a half, and I kept every once in a while I kept failing a drug test. I would uh, I'd oh. fail the drug test for being diluted. They said I had too much water in my system. And I'd be like, bro, I have a fight coming up. I got to drink water. And they'd be like, no, drink apple juice before you come in. And I'd be like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to get in trouble. And then after a year and a half, they were finally like, yeah, we'll give you two weeks in Johnson County. And I was like, oh, that sucks. I learned how to make good yeah. spread, though. So <laughs> Guys in jail. Oh, guys in jail are the most creative. When you hear how guys will cook, how they make grilled cheese on a fucking radiator. Like, it's amazing yeah. the those brilliant criminal lines are sometimes become very, very creative in jail. Yeah. And, and they, to... Yeah. Like they can make freaking pizza out of noodles. Ooh. They do some pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. Be amazed. And I honestly, spent one night in jail. That, that whole process is getting, it, it's the reason why I'm so good during the COVID drought. You know, it's the reason why I'm so good at these fights during COVID. It's like we sit in the room quarantine the whole time. And then I, uh, you know, it feels like you're in jail. Same old, same. No big deal. I spent one night in jail for a stunt on a radio show. And uh, the worst time was go. It was, it was a, we were getting to see the judge on a Friday. It was the, you know, it was, it was the tombs in New York. So it was a bunch of people. The worst part was having a shit in jail because there was no door and you had to yell for the paper. And there was, it was really awful, but it made me never want to go to jail. So I did, I did, I didn't shit for almost two days, but it was so terrifying to have to sit there and possibly look at guys while i did i just i couldn't uh you gotta you gotta take a a towel or a shirt and you gotta put it over your lap and then just poop and have a casual conversation like it's no big deal flush i guess you, come down <laughs> you gotta flush flush and drown them drown them and flush them you know you got to if not i guess no but i like to be comfortable i'm a man that when i when i'm in the toilet i like to i like to be naked i, I like to relax i like to read yeah, you can be naked you just put a towel <laughs> over your lap and you just talk to him while you're taking a poop man i used to have one buddy that would stand there make sure nobody get too close to me and i just talk to him the whole time man you really do like to talk you talk when you fight you talk when you're <laughs> number two i'll tell you you really take it to the next level with the whole talking thing <laughs> yeah man i talk I actually invite my old lady into the restroom when I'm taking poops, and she's like, come on, Kev, are you serious? Oh, I'm, it doesn't even stink that bad. What are you talking about? That's hysterical. That's a comfortable person, though. You're a comfortable person. You're, you're comfortable in your own skin. There was a, a president that used to do that. I don't want it was Lyndon Johnson or one of those guys that would shit and give dictation just because he would make people take notes while he was, like, do it, just because he could do it. Well, that, I, I honestly believe you get a lot of clarity when you're in there taking a poop, man. You get a lot of clarity. Yeah, I guess so, right? I, I guess you do. Uh, things just seem to make sense. I, you know, you take plenty of time to think because nothing else is going on. You just, it's just you with your thoughts. Just you and like numb legs on a toilet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to do. All right, Kevin. Oh, I'm sorry. I know no, you no, can't go ahead, buddy. Well, I was just going to add. There's times, you know, I to be I take my shirt off. There's times I take everything off when I go number two. Always. Yeah. I, I, I do it all. You know, I, I, I be actually, free. I like to keep my bump box in there while I'm taking a, you know. <laughs> the G column, you know. You keep your what in there? My bump box. You know, the big old radio, the old school uh looks old school, <gasps> the one that sponsors UFC, the bump box. I take the bump box yeah. off and poop and if nobody wants to talk to me, and I just I kind of rock out while I'm taking a poop. You know, it's, it's, I'm a weird guy. No, that's, that's cool, okay. man. Each their own, you know? 
you know, I, I bring my, that's when I watch a lot of my iPad, you know, and that's then I do like, a, and I'm such a clean guy. That's why I don't want to shit in jail either is uh, I'm such a clean guy. I'll do the old two or three wipe test and I go, you know what? I'm just jumping in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to hop in the shower after I poop, but when you're in jail, you don't have those luxuries. So uh, no, exactly. you just kind of you just kind of go I, with bunches. I walk the straight narrow now for that reason. Yeah. Like, I prefer oh. taking a poop upstairs in my house because the restroom's a little smaller and it stays a little warmer. So you just turn the shower on before you take the poop, man, and it gets all steamy in there. And yeah. as soon as you're done, you hop right in the shower, and it's like it's perfect. You're clean. The worst is you got to do a number two the second you're done with a shower. I'm going right. Yeah, back. I'm telling. Yeah. I can't. And yeah, yeah. You take a shower, and then in the shower you get real comfortable, and then you got to go use the restroom, and then you got to hop right back in what, the shower. Wait, why even leave the shower? Just move the drain. I mean, <laughs> you're already there. <laughs> Jimmy does something called the waffle stomp. <laughs> Put it on there and just use your imagination. Anyway, <laughs> Kevin, we had, we covered some topics this today. We're having fun, man. This is what I'm that talking made, about. That made me laugh. <laughs> Uh, listen, man, I, I literally can't wait. Uh, I mean it. Yes. When I say it, you're one of the our, our favorite guys to watch. Yeah. Thank you, have guys. Thank you. So, right, yeah, I good really luck. That. You're uh, this Saturday, of course, 256 Figueredo fighting again. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you know Davis and Figueredo, but you guys have that in common. It's like you, you guys like to stay active. I, I, li- I like that guy. Hey, uh, they were talking about fighter of the year, hands down. Usually it's a champion. Hands down, that champ gets it. You know what I mean? Uh, back-to-back title defenses like that yeah give the man fighter of the year give the man an extra bonus you know give the man everything he wants i like it when they fight back-to-back like that especially when you're a champ you ain't got to you know he makes you want to be a champ just because he's he's set new new goals on how you can be how you be the champ that's the real champ right there you ready you ready to fight me okay i'm ready to fight you too let's go yeah he doesn't care who they throw in front of him uh benavidez what uh, yeah i'm Twice with Benavidez, sure. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. Whoever you have, I'll, I'll fight. Um, Whatever you got. He's there for, he's yeah. there to, he's there to collect necks and checks. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, we'll definitely see you again, man. And uh, looking forward to your fight with Jacare. Um, good luck. We had Jacare on Monday and uh, he seems ready to go too. So this is going to be a great fight. And, uh, yeah. You know, did, he, did he say anything about that weight cut? He started a whole week early. I'm just trying to figure out why he started a week early. No, but he did take his shirt off. We were in the middle of the interview, and he said he feels really good. Um, and, and he took his shirt off. And uh, he I feel really good too. I'm skinny always, <laughs> baby. <laughs> he told us he what did Jimmy? Remember, he goes, and it got only slightly awkward for a second. He goes, "I'm serious." He goes, "He goes, look at me." And he goes, and he leaned and in. I'm like, oh shit! Then he gets up, shows his abs. Like, he was shredded. Yeah, I thought he was gonna start doing the fucking thing with his arms. Yeah. You didn't do that though. Well, they listen, yeah. man. I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see that live. That's going to be amazing. It is. Oh, you want to see that? Yeah, you- of course. It's all Jimmy. part of the process. Look, Jimmy. I'm about to be the greatest alligator catcher come, you know, come, <laughs> come December 12th. So let's do it. That's great. That is so fantastic. I'll tell you, man. He said a line about sometimes the young lion. Kills the old lion, but sometimes he dies in the process. Right? It's, it's Jimmy. Did I talk yeah. About- sometimes the young lion kills the old lion, or sometimes he dies trying. Yeah. It was. It was a great. Uh, you know what? That that is that is great to hear. Too bad neither one of us are lions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point too. Oh shit! I'm lightheaded. That's that also good. a fair point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey shit! That was good, Kevin. Yes. We'll talk to you again on the other side, man. Really good luck. And if we don't talk to you before the holiday, have a great new year and uh, and we'll see you soon. Yes. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. 
Okay, you too, buddy. About that PR, though. Shit, man, definitely. I'll let you know about the VR. And also, uh, tell Travis Luter I said hello, buddy. I will. I will. Thanks, guys. All right, you guys have a good one, man. Yeah, All right, you- take care, man. Be good. Looking for a new home or you want to save on your current mortgage? Visit rate.com and you could get massive savings with Guaranteed Rate, the official mortgage partner of the UFC. Rates are at historic lows and you could land that dream home or refinance to potentially cut your current payments in about 15 minutes. Visit rate.com today to get started with Guaranteed Rate. Equal housing lender subject to credit approval. Savings, if any, vary based on a variety of factors. Restrictions apply. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLS Junior. Hi, how are you guys? How are you, how you doing, man? Doing Looking good. good. How about you? Doing good. Nice. You're in Vegas now, uh, quarantining? Yeah, I'm in Vegas. I'm not quarantining anymore. I just got uh, released right now. <laughs> well, good news. Yeah. That means that yeah. How, how, how many... I'm sorry. Jimmy. Okay, Matt. No, I was just asking how he's doing. Go ahead, Jimmy. Good in there. How how many fights have you had in in the uh, in this pandemic? You've had one so far, right? Uh, yeah, with the pin- pandemic, one. Yeah. And did training, uh, like you know, through this this being your second fight, was it any different or a little bit easier, or had you adjusted to things that were harder the last fight uh, than than this fight? uh yeah it was you we were having the same problems we were having before you know for the the peer fight but uh i think we deal we did very good you know with everything and um we were paying a lot of attention on the things that we should pay attention and uh and we kept training you know with our my uh, our group you know of course we picked some guys to help us and we were on with that group to the end. Junior, even as a, a champion, you came out to the Rocky music. <laughs> and you came out to the Rocky music. But now it's almost you were in that role of Rocky. You're in the role of the underdog. How does that feel compared to being the role as the champion? Uh, it's uh, uh, actually... The, the position I am right now, it's, it doesn't feel very good, you know, coming from three, three negative results. It, it's, it's not, it, it's very, it's hard, man. It's difficult. You know, I never thought I would be leaving something like that, but, uh, but I am. So we have to deal with it, you know, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm happy because uh, I'm taking this as a motivation. Because all my last fights, you know, I was I was getting I was uh, doing better than my opponents, and then I got caught with a punch. You know, I I'm leaving what everybody say about the heavyweight division. That once you got uh, you got punched in the face, you know, the fight's done. And so yeah. I'm leaving this right now. It's not good. So I want to go out of this uh, this place <laughs> as soon as yeah. possible. And it's happening n- next Saturday now. Well, you're such a good boxer too. I mean, and, and was it was there anything that had changed? Because you you came off a very a very good finish of uh, Derek Lewis, who's almost impossible to put away. Was there anything that changed over those next three fights, or something that you found that you weren't doing uh, as well as you should have been doing it? Uh, actually, you know, it's hard to say. But uh, like I like I, I told you guys, I was feeling good. I was I was I was you know 
I was ready to go. I was ready to win. But of course, I was fighting against the tough guys as well, you know, like the top of the, 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 the yeah. guys in the, in the top of the game. So, uh, uh, yeah, somehow, you know, they were uh, smart enough to, to take advantage of my movement or whatever and connect good punches. So uh, and then, you know, they won the fight. Uh, of course, I'm coming more aware of that, you know, for this fight, you know, trying to not expose myself too much. But, uh, but man, there's no what to do. You know, it, sometimes things happen. You have the only way, the, the best thing I can do is keep moving forward, keep moving, keeping, keep chasing what I believe that I can uh, achieve, you know. Well, you have to feel good about, and you just mentioned this, and at least your last couple of fights, you were in those fights. You weren't outclassed. They weren't, oh, man, this guy's just killing them from the beginning to the end. You were in the fight. And again, with you guys with so much power as heavyweights, you get caught. Uh, it's almost, it's a worse feeling almost because you feel like, man, I was doing so well. Yeah. It's not like I don't belong there. I know I belong there. I know I could beat them. Yeah. Is that how we're kind of feeling? Yeah, that's exactly how it how it feels. Yes. That's exactly how it feels. I was there. I was I was having uh, even even my last fight against Jarzinho, You know, uh, I yeah. had the plane. You know, we were discussing the plane of even maybe trying to grapple against him or take him down or something like that because his ground game is not that good. So uh, we that wasn't a, a, a option for us. But, but I was feeling so good. So I, I could see everything, uh, you know, fighting on my feet. I was doing so well. I was connecting the punches. And he couldn't connect anyone on me, you know, so uh, until then. But then, uh, but then you know, uh, he, he did one very well, <laughs> very well done. And it was enough to, to, to put me down. But uh, that's the thing, you know, people are saying, people, they always... Uh, um, um, saying a lot of um, stupid things about what happens, you know, and uh, even some guys say, ah, maybe Junior's done or whatever. Man, I was, I, I'm doing very good, you know, even in, in the gym, you know, training, the performance is there, the power is there, the strength is there, you know, so I, I'm here, you know, somehow things are not working good, but I, I'm here in, in, uh, in full capacity. To, to keep yes. going, to keep winning. And that's what I'm trying to, to show everybody this next Saturday. And, and look, Cyril Gaon, he, he hits hard. He's a good fighter. But he's never fought anybody on your level either. Uh, you know, he's, he's fought some good fighters, but you're by far the best guy I think that he's ever had to deal with. And in a way, it looks like he's almost, he's already saying he wants to fight um, in Ganu. It's, it's, it's almost looking past it. And I, I think Cyril Gaon is making a huge mistake looking past this fight. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that's always a big mistake. You cannot underestimate nobody, you know, because even uh, uh, if you're very confident on on that, on that everything you can do inside the octagon or, or whatever, you know, especially on this division, heavyweight division, anything's possible to happen, you know. And, uh, yeah, like I said, you know, fights fight. But uh, I, I, what I, what I, what I can say is uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to leave 100% of me inside the octagon this this Saturday, and uh, uh, yeah, to 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 get that that W. 
And he's a younger fighter too. And, and have you fought, I'm sure being a veteran, you've fought a lot of guys that you've had more experience than. And, and a lot of times these young guys who are coming up and who are very good fighters, they come up against someone like you who is a, a veteran and you've seen everything. There's nothing he's going to do that you haven't seen before. Um, and, and those guys wind up losing to guys like you who, who have been around and who have seen everything. So I think he's, it's, it's a terrible mistake for him to be looking past this fight. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Um, actually, you know, some, uh, especially when you, you're undefeated, you're doing great. Everybody is putting a lot of, uh, hype on you. So, uh, so it, it's, it's normal to feel confident. It's normal to feel em empowered, <laughs> But, uh, but like I said, you know, it's the heavyweight division and he's fighting Junior Dos Santos, man. I, I have a lot of experience, like you said, you know, maybe I'm, I'm coming from a negative um, moment, but, uh, but uh, like I said, everything is there. Everything is right here with me and I'm bringing it all with me to Inside Doctor this Saturday night and to, to, to fight this guy. Plus, you've lost fights before, though. You've you've won fights after you've lost them. So it's like you know, uh, I'm, I'm somebody who's undefeated. You always wonder how will they handle any real adversity uh, the first time where they're where they're really behind in a fight, or if if you drop them in a fight, how will somebody who's undefeated handle that? A lot of times, it, their whole thing might just be that they feel invincible because they're undefeated. Um, so it, it's interesting to see how if you can uh, really uh, get a good rounded on him, how does he handle that? How does he come back in the next round? Yeah, that's what we're going to have to see on this <laughs> this Saturday because I will give him, uh, you know, some bad times in there. Actually, the worst times he always have inside the octagon, I'll give him this Saturday night. And uh, and then let's see how, how it's going to be for him. You know, he's undefeated. And normally, man, it puts, uh, it puts a, <clears throat> uh, a lot of pressure on you. If you don't have a, a good mindset, you know, to absorb that, you know. So, uh, yeah, let's see. No doubt it's going to be a very interesting fight. All the fans, all, I'm excited to go there. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be fighting the guy everybody's putting, um, giving a lot of credit. <laughs> it's good, you know. Yeah. I, I like to face this type of guys. And, uh, and also, like I said, you know, I'm just 36 years old. I, I, I have a long Long way to go, yeah, uh, still. Sure. So uh, it, it's a very important fight for me. It's a great card. It's a great card. Tremendous. Yeah. No, you Tremendous card true. from uh, you guys are the first fight on the main card. I mean, you know, Jacare, Kevin Holland, of course, uh, Hanada Moicano, uh, Ferguson's fighting, and then the main event, Figueredo Moreno Jr. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you for coming on for a few minutes with us. And uh, I, I'm pulling for you, man. I really want to see you. You, you win this fight, and I think you can absolutely win this fight, and I think you're going to win this fight. Yeah, Thank you very much, man. Uh, yeah, I uh, will. <laughs> good, I'm right. very confident well, as well. Well, have a good fight, and we'll talk to you again uh, in the new year, okay? See you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, yeah, good, man. Bye-bye. All right, champ. That's awesome, man. Hey, man. Hey, yeah. listen. We should do our picks because this whole. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's start. I'm I, I'll, I'll start first fight. Cyril gone first round, knockout. No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna take. Imagine oh, uh, <laughs> you didn't hang up yet, you motherfucker. No, well, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna take Junior in that fight because I think that uh, knowing that that guy, as good as he is, is looking past him to Ngannou. Nothing, I think, stops somebody's movement faster than underestimating a guy 
like a Junior Dos Santos or a Brunson or any of those guys who have been around uh, for a long time. It's a terrible, terrible move. JDS, second round. That's what I'm taking, TKO second round. Yeah, stoppage in the second. And not that I just don't think Cyril Ghan has faced anybody on that level. And he should be going into this within more awe of Junior. Changing my pick. Okay. I'm, I'm picking the same guy. Sure. I'm picking JDS, but I'm going to say first round stoppage because I don't want to be like, y'all want to be different. Okay. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. Anyway, listen, uh, let's get into Jacare Souza. Oh, you want to Jacare against uh, Kevin? Did you want to see that again? That was my, that was no, at the end. That's my goal. Like, we do all the picks and then I get to enjoy that. That's like my treat at the end. Okay. That was like my little, my little spin on that old two chain. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. You want a two chain song? At the end, yeah. Two chain, but you know, I got a few. Oh. All right, listen. Jacare, forty-one twenty-eight for uh, is, is Kevin Holland. I gotta go with Kevin Holland. Yeah. yeah, and listen, I am a freaking huge shocker. I if you put an old school jujitsu master versus anybody, I'm usually picking the old school jujitsu master because that's I'm an old school guy. Yet I like this Kevin Holland in and out of the cage. I yeah. the attitude, the way he fights is entertaining. He's well rounded. He throws right from the chin, and he he's got pinpoint accuracy. Yeah, great jujitsu, cage presence, Jimmy. I'm going with Kevin Holland, and I'm going to say he's going to find his mark in the third round. Maybe find his chin. Yeah, it's a very tough. Um, I, you know, I'm looking up. I know Jacare's lost two straight fights. I'm trying to see what he's done right before then. Um. It's I, I I'm going with Kevin because I do think that Kevin has looked so good and he has not taken a lot of damage at all. He's coming off he's lost three out of four. Um but Jacare is also a really dangerous guy. And a lot of times I don't think these guys are gonna lose three or four fights in a row. Uh in this case, I'm gonna take Kevin Holland, but I'm gonna take him by decision. I don't think Jacare is gonna get put away. Uh, I think I think Kevin is a smart fighter too, and he will uh find a way to keep him at distance if he can and uh try to avoid the ground very good very good i don't think he's worried where it goes i think he's gonna be phenomenal and i think travis lutas is uh ace in the hole i don't know listen uh re- who's fighting next read it please <laughs> that's always my favorite thing okay up next is uh rafael fisiev against an moicano um uh, Rafael's coming off two wins. Uh, yeah, we against uh, DeCasey. Um, and uh, Moicano's coming off a submission win. Oh, that was great. Do you remember what happened then? I don't. He's a bad winner. <laughs> he was in his face. And he was, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. The guy yes, who yes. almost four, and then the guy he said, I'm sorry. He goes, Oh, well, he's like, because he's like, Oh, I was over so quick. And he goes, Well, you shouldn't have finished me then. It's funny. Yeah, you shouldn't. That's right. That was hysterical. You shouldn't have finished. I, I forgot that. Yeah, you shouldn't have that finished. That was uh, Hardwick, right? Who said that? Hadzovich, yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny. But yeah. um, you do your pick, and then I'm going to let you know what I think. Um, uh, you want me, to, want me to kick it off? I, I got to go with... Uh, go ahead. I'll take Moicano, but I'll also take him by uh, decision. Well, this is what I will say. Hinato Moicano. What a wonderful name. Hinato Morcano. It's going to be your day. This, this Saturday, 
Henato Morgano. Okay. I just wanted to sing it. But I feel that he's on a mission. Yeah. And he's going to get Raphael wishing he never stepped in the cage with him. Can we cut that out? No, we don't nope. have to. Nope. I'm so cringy sometimes. Not at all. I will. <laughs> Jimmy. He's on a mission. He's going to have Raphael wishing. Yeah. That's great. Chick it, chick it, chick it, check him out. Listen, I'm going to say, Hinato Mokano is on a mission, man. He's going to get that guillotine yep. in the third round. Okay. That's what I just said. Wait, did I say that? Yeah. I feel he's going to get that. No, fuck. I just had a flashback of him getting guillotined by Brian Ortega. Let me switch that up. Hinato Mokano. I'm trying not to sing his name. Hinato Mokano. Rap- what do you think is going to happen? Dare you? What? Oh. Okay. You brought me back, Jimmy. Thank, I, the audience thanks you. I was, I was going nowhere fast. I'm taking <laughs> by decision. That's what I'm taking. Okay? Okay. Now it's going to get a little bit more exciting as far as with our picks. Because this next fight is something is something else. Yeah. Because, yeah. Mm, this is interesting. Tony Ferguson versus yeah. Charles Oliveira. Now, Charles Oliveira is a submission machine. Could he get close to getting anything on, on Tony Ferguson? Tony Ferguson is very good in jiu-jitsu. He's a yep. Eddie Bravo, I believe, black belt. Yeah, he is. And um, this is very, very interesting. But Tony Ferguson's a hard guy to pick against, man. He Especially really is. Especially after what just went down with Justin. He yeah. goes, he has to, he's, he's that guy. You're not going to want to see in a dark alley or a cage. You understand? Yeah. I'm going with, and I love Charles Oliveira. I love his jujitsu. But unless he literally gets to his back and puts him to sleep, or, or he's going to have to put his lights out. You know, and uh, Tony yeah. Ferguson's going to say, not up in here. So I'm going to say third round stoppage, Tony Ferguson. Yeah. I, I was kind of going the same way. Well, go ahead. Go my way, buddy. I'll give it a second round stoppage, like you said, just to be different. Second round stoppage, Ferguson. I do think Ferguson's going to submit him. Now, oh my goodness. Uh, Figueredo, Figueredo uh, versus Brandon Morano. Yeah. Morano, Marino. Moreno. Moreno. Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno. Brandon Moreno, tough young Mexican versus uh, such a devastating. Um, fighter in Figueredo. Um, wow, I'm going for the upset. I'm going for Brandon Marino. He's gonna gut this thing out, and he's gonna, okay. He's gonna get a decision. Wow, Moreno decision. You think it's going five? Okay, I think it's going five because I think the jujitsu will both. I think he'll win like a positional battle with the takedowns. Get out of some close calls. But it'll basically win on some takedowns and controlling. Uh, and I think Figueredo will go with him to the floor, not feeling threatened because he's such a stud down there. But after I saw Brandon Marino, and it was cut short pretty much, he was getting out of some um, and, and doing well in some scrambles with uh, Brandon uh, uh, Reval, who, oh, yeah. who I really respect his ground game. So this is a good fight to follow up with, is fighting a guy with a, a, another devastating black belt and i feel he's got that kind of grinding type game where he could just be on him for five rounds and they got that mexican endurance 
You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. a tough kid, man. And I think he's going to call, he's going to, he's going to rise to the occasion. And I like Figueredo though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That was a yeah. beast. But this is, this is his Rocky movie for Brandon Marino. I think this kid's going to, he's going to bring it together. I also, I think Figueredo is going to keep the belt. Um, I think he's going to keep the belt for a long time. Ooh. He has looked so ferocious. He's taken almost no damage in the last four fights he's had. I'm going to take a Figueredo by a third round stoppage. Um, to retain the belt. Okay. Okay. That's so good for that division, though. That that, that now that I mean, it, considering they were going to, they were considering getting rid of it. And now it's it's really really an exciting division. So uh, you know, part of me wants to see a guy like Davison be dominant just for that division to to for people to keep interest in it. You know. Yeah, part of me just wants to dance. I mean, that was the thing we were saying. Okay, Jimmy, I miss you so much. I miss you, pal. I'm not going to be here on Monday's show. Did I mention? I know. I mentioned that. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I'm going to go to Vegas. Yeah. Party. Hobnob with your friends. What your you real friends. You're to hobnob with your real friends. Who you mean like DC and Bisping and those guys? And Dana and all the big shots and you hobnob yeah. with your friends. How was it, Dana? I'm doing like another year in review show with some with some former champions. That's great. Okay. That's a great that's a great show. I'm not listen. You know, I know. Listen, you hang out with your buddies. Yeah. Bob Kelly, Rich Voss. I don't get no calls when you're hanging out with them. No. Maybe when I'm hanging out with my buddies Bisping in DC, I won't be calling my little bird. Jimmy, yes, of course I would. You would always be my plus one, Jimmy. I'm so well, thank you. I'm so happy to call you my friend. Yeah, me uh, too, buddy. Jimmy, good times, man. I will yes. play either way. I'll, even in Vegas, I'll probably be texting you. Oh, to answer your question too, the Burning Embers, yeah, that's Chip's band. So you can go to chipchipperson.com and get uh, merchandise, Christmas merchandise. It's all for sale. Well, I'll get you a shirt, man. Man, you know what? Really? Sure. Does he really have a band, though? He sings? Oh, yeah. He's you very... make up your own songs? Like, does he make up? Yeah, yeah. Burning Keys to the Kingdom of My Heart. Yeah, that's How another that song. Go? You know, could you add a little bit? A little bit? How does that go? I mean, could you? Well, the lyrics go, you, you've got the keys to the kingdom of my heart. And when you put the keys in, my heart will start. But Chip sings it. It's that's, really good. That's song. actually beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, chip is good and i'm trying i feel bad i'm not getting i gotta get back to some people on cameo my fucking phone's giving me a lot of trouble and i'm not gonna bore the audience with this. well once you, well, you gotta do the cameos they they go away you gotta they do them or they away. they but disappear man I'm on my phone it says something like mail uh, antonio i sent it to you and it says like mail not found escort oh it says can't verify server identity all right, we'll talk about this and not boy. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, mail, mail not found. Why do I got to ruin a good show? We had such a good show today. You didn't ruin it. You're just, I would love to know what, what, what you, I want to know your error messages are on your phone. You know that. Jimmy, I'm not. Thank you to Scott Atkins, uh, JDS, and Kevin Holland, who we love. And uh, I can't wait to see this weekend. Man. I can't wait either. And it's nice to get to know Scott Atkins. I'm going to, yeah, he's great. I might watch Universal Soldier 4 tonight. Yeah. And, and the movie he's talking about, uh, which I already forgot the name of. Max stupid. Cloud. Max looks good. The, look the, good. the trailer looked good. So. Max Cloud. I'm going to watch. Coming out the 18th yeah. and 19th. Jimmy, this weekend, the fights. Give a proper plug. Yes, uh, UFC 256. Figueredo against uh, uh, Brandon Moreno. And, of course, uh, Ferguson against Charles Oliveira as a great co-main. Junior Dos Santos against Cyril Gaon. Uh, I mean, and Kevin Holland, Jacare is a fight that everybody wants to see. Um, it's a good time. Yeah. 
Hey man, yeah. I'll be texting you out there. And if you want to squat up, I'm bringing my quest too when I go to Vegas. Yeah, but I, I still don't know how to do it. I'm literally just learning. And my dear friend has been making some videos already in VR. I'm afraid you won't be happy with them. Chip plays VR? He does. I'll talk to you over the weekend. Have a safe flight. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>